here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I'll be on Hannity tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the only show I'll be doing other than my own on Sunday, despite the myriad of requests. Well, ladies and gentlemen, did you know that Lyndon Baines Johnson directed one of his top top aides, Rostow, to take top-secret information involving the Vietnam War and his spying on Nixon through the FBI to take them out of the White House while he was leaving office. Now, we didn't have a Presidential Records Act back then, but we did have an Espionage Act by then. And it wasn't until Johnson died that Rostow made the Lyndon Johnson Library aware of the fact that he had records in an envelope at his home, turned the envelope open over to the Johnson Library under the condition that they not open the envelope for half a century. Now, doesn't that violate the Espionage Act, Mr. Producer? So why wasn't the Espionage Act applied against Lyndon Johnson and his aide, Mr. Rostow? Jimmy Carter in 1981 happened to find one or two classified documents among his papers. Now, he did return them to the National Archives. But the section of the law that... This prosecutor is pointing to has nothing to do with when they were returned. Those are different issues. It's the mishandling of classified information. That's the issue. Jimmy Carter, who literally signed the new Presidential Records Act, was not charged under the Espionage Act. 
Joe Biden literally stole information out of the Senate skiff and held on to it for many, many years. For many, many years. Also, as you know, as vice president, he removed documents. Had them at the Penn-Biden Center where foreign individuals would come and go routinely because Blinken had his office there too. And he moved his documents. He moved them elsewhere and his multi-million dollar premises, including his Wilmington estate. And there are boxes and boxes and boxes of documents at the University of Delaware, which are only now being searched, but I'm sure they're, they're being slow walked. Under the Espionage Act, why isn't Joe Biden being charged right now? We can debate the issue whether you can charge a president or not. I don't think you can, but under their own theory, why isn't he being charged right now? Doesn't take many weeks to figure this out. Mike Pence. I'm not encouraging this. I'm just pointing it out. I believe he had a couple of documents they found. Now, he didn't destroy them or give them to the enemy or anything like that. But he mishandled them. Why isn't he being charged with a felony? That's the nature of the Espionage Act. Hillary Clinton. We know all about Hillary Clinton, and she was never even charged with obstruction. In fact, they never even investigated whether she committed perjury, false states, or obstruction, which she clearly did. Donald Trump's not being accused of destroying anything. Destroying anything. Donald Trump's not being accused of altering anything. Hillary Clinton did it over and over and over again, as did her staff. How come she wasn't charged and didn't go to prison for 400 years? And uh, Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez was known to be reading sensitive material, (laughs) including classified material, on his way back and forth from his home and his vehicle. That's a violation of the Espionage Act. Why wasn't he charged with a felony? I've asked repeatedly about Bill Barr since he presents himself as an expert on this topic. He was Attorney General not once but twice. And the question is whether he did the same. And whether he's willing to swear to it. Because if he did the same, and I don't know that he did, if he did, he's also guilty of felonies. And as I said last night, from 1917 when this act was passed, until today, not a single president has been charged with violating the Espionage Act. Not a single vice president has been charged with violating the Espionage Act. How many cabinet secretaries have been charged? Now the archivists, that is the archives, they were asked, well, what is this situation with the mishandling of classified information? They said it's been a problem 
as reported by, uh, what is this? Sorry, bear with me. As reported by, well, it was either a, yeah, supported by the Associated Depressed. They said it's been a problem off and on for decades, from presidents to cabinet members. Oh, really? And uh, administrations stretching as far back as Jimmy Carter. And so they asked, would you provide a list of those officials? Because the list is rather extensive, apparently. They said no. They would not. Even though there's clear policies, they said. So enormous number of people have violated the Espionage Act and not been charged. This is separate and apart from the issue of obstruction. Now a... uh, An individual you're quite familiar with, he writes at National Review, he's on Fox. Andy McCarthy, former federal prosecutor, of which there are many. I didn't hear it myself, but Jessica Tarloff, I can't imagine that she would misquote Andy McCarthy. She said Andy McCarthy announced today, he declared today, that... um, The Federal Records Act, I think he was referring to, covers documents and material from the bureaucracy. The Presidential Records Act does not. So these people who keep bringing up the the Presidential Records Act don't know what they're talking about. I don't know if McCarthy came up with that on his own or his good friend, the former head of OLC, or I don't know. But it's not particularly... Let me put it this way. It's completely false. The issue is not who created the document. The issue is who possesses the document. Donald Trump didn't create classified information and say, hey, I've created classified information. Give me the folder so I can put top secret on it. In fact, the information that's at the issue here was not created by Donald Trump. Certainly not for the most part. It's created by defense agencies, intelligence agencies, maybe the Department of Justice. Who knows? Like the vast majority of classified information is created by the bureaucracy. So the Federal (coughs) Records Act, or the equivalent, applies to the bureaucracy. The Presidential Records Act applies to the president. In fact, it was specifically passed to apply to a president, and in this case also a vice president. So if a document is created as an example by the CIA and it's sent over to President Biden, the CIA has an obligation under the Espionage Act to keep it confidential. The CIA has an obligation under the Federal Records Act to ensure that nobody takes it home as well. It's it's a government document under the Federal Records Act. But that same document can be a document at the White House and say Biden takes it with him when he retires, hopefully sooner than later. And that document would be covered by the Presidential Records Act. His copy of it, for sure. So it's not as McCarthy says, it's not that simple. The information in the document can be covered by both. Or neither. 
Depends on the document. That said, he also said the other day that there are individuals who've been charged under the Espionage Act, and we believe in a nation of laws, and the president's no different. But the president is different. Under the Constitution, he is the executive branch. Under the Constitution, he is the commander-in-chief. Hence, there's no disputing that he has the power to classify and declassify while he's president. No less than the U.S. Supreme Court has said so. Which makes sense, since all these other entities aren't even in the Constitution because they didn't exist at the time. That said, the Presidential Records Act was created for whom, Mr. Producer? The president. And it covers the vice president by statute as well. So that law clearly applies to the president, and it doesn't apply to General Ernie Grabatsky. And it doesn't apply to Colonel Ernie Grabatsky. And it doesn't apply to Assistant U.S. Attorney Ernie Grabatsky. In other words, it applies to the president and the vice president only. Passed in 1978. And it began to be enforced 1981. Now, what do you do when these laws contradict each other or when these laws don't answer questions? That might be a little bit more complicated. What do you do then? Do you indict the president? That is the former president. So questions of first impression go go in front of a federal criminal jury, a trial jury. So questions of first impression are to be resolved in a determination of whether a former president, and in this case even more, an individual who is the leading Republican potential nominee against the administration that's prosecuting him, so it's resolved in a court? And if you lose, you go to prison? Is that how we resolve these matters? Now, the federal government had no indication whatsoever that any documents were being destroyed, that any documents were being altered, that any documents were being shared with the enemy. So they load up their indictment with pictures of where the documents are stored. Where they're stored. They say they're not stored properly. Then how do they not indict Joe Biden this minute? Mike Pence this minute. Why didn't they look into that when it came to Hillary Clinton? In terms of charging her. Or the others. In fact, they keep bringing up obstruction, and then they tell us not to look at Hillary Clinton. Why? It's the same bureaucracy. It's the FBI and Department of Justice. Why? Her obstruction, she destroyed documents. She destroyed emails. She destroyed classified information. We're not sure exactly everything she destroyed. She destroyed so much. She destroyed her cell phones. She had her staff use their hammers. There was no grand jury. There was no SWAT team. 
There was nothing. Obstruction wasn't even considered. Neither was perjury or false statements. Why? Why shouldn't we look at that? Of course we should. I've got more. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. I think the uh, worst thing that the media are doing to us right now is bringing in former, uh, well, not even former, bringing in individuals, lawyers, just shoot from the hip and give you an opinion. Who don't understand the context of any of this. The President of the United States, we start from the basics, is the executive branch. All the minions, the two million people, whether they're at defense, whether they're at the intelligence agencies, whether they're at the agriculture department, they do not determine the President's constitutional authority. That's number one. Number two. Well, I had to get the number two after the break. I've got a lot more to say about this. I think it's very important. I'll be on Hannity tonight at 9.30 p.m. On Sunday, this coming Sunday, we'll have our, our first guest, Mr. Comer. This is our second guest, Mr. Tolman, U.S. Attorney, originally from Utah. We were number one of all the weekend shows on all of cable, thanks to you. On Life, Liberty, and Levin. I can't thank you enough. We'll be right back. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA, 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Mark Levin. 
tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Before time runs out, I want to read something to you here. And this is posted at Arat Shiva, Israel National News. Mark, what's this have to do with us? I think you'll know. It's written by a gentleman I don't know, by the name of Alan Bergstein. He said, face it, America's doomed. The dictatorial banana republic-like behavior, the progressive, liberal, radical, Marxist-oriented, and led Democrat party has led to the soon, sure-to-come destruction a once great democratic constitutional republic. He says, I'm writing this as a fervent patriotic American war veteran, as a former, former Jewish umbilical court Democrat on the Monday preceding the indictment of former President Trump by the Biden administration. My reason for leaving the party, if you're interested, was the 1993 Oslo Accords promulgated by and orchestrated and staged by Bill Clinton. This death now for Israel also catapulted PLO chair, Jew-killing terrorist Yasser Arafat to being a celebrated world figure who was rewarded with the Nobel Peace Prize for being part of the Oslo gang. The following 30 years saw the Democrat Party totally abound in Israel, led by the likes of former President Obama, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Soros, AOC, Bernie Sanders, and other rabid America American and Jew haters who've taken over their party's policy command. Unembarrassed, they're punching holes in the Jewish ship of the state intentionally to try and bring it to its doom. Now under the one-two punch duo of Obama and Biden, they've also successfully brought America, the country I love, to the precipice of becoming another Cuba and Venezuela. Freedom of speech is now but a vague memory. Try to get a visiting conservative to complete a lecture at any university. Try to locate a media source that does not owe allegiance to the Democrat Party. If you want to jeopardize your vehicle, place a Trump sticker on the window or trunk. I'm a longtime resident of the Bronx. Try to put out the garbage at night without risking your life from thugs. Take the subway at your own risk with hordes of released recidivists on the prowl to disable you for life. Or let your kids attend the local public school. We're learning as secretary to white bashing and the heralding of transgender or other racial, excuse me, or other radical educational garbage. The teaching of ABCs have given way to the indoctrination of LGBT XYZ nonsense. Getting back to the Trump ordeal. Here was the greatest White House friend of liberty in Israel in our nation's history. And remember, he's writing this in Israel. Here's a guy who made... Every world totalitarian leader quake in his boots. He took nothing from anyone, doing his best to safeguard your and my safety, throwing our families for good measure. He created jobs, brought back manufacturing to this country from China, and closed the wide-open borders that Obama had created. He fought back to quell the Chinese Wuhan virus that his successor eventually messed up to kill hundreds of thousands of our citizens. Trump crippled by Soros-funded DAs, tried to focus on safeguarding our nation, and tried to keep our debt as low as possible, even incurring the hatred of those in his own party who stabbed him in the back. Now, after four years of being illegally prosecuted, persecuted, harassed, 
and constantly kept on the defensive. He is facing time for a crime described by Alan Dershowitz as the equivalent of having overdue library books. Trump cared, and now he's facing jail, a cruel payback of thanks by our nation. The dictatorial banana republic-like behavior, the progressive, liberal, radical, Marxist-oriented, and led Democrat Party has led to the soon, sure-to-come destruction of a once-great democratic constitutional republic. The future for the land in which I live is bleak. Schoolchildren from kindergarten through graduate school are tutored by educators, intent on and trained in instilling hatred for this country, its history, and its laws. Marxism rules throughout the big cities, where crime is growing in intensity and it's destructive to growth. Illegals are welcome into this country to overflow, overrun, and bankrupt the cities they are dumped into. The criminal prosecution and persecution of Trump is the final straw that will break the back of nearly 250 years of the greatest nation the world has ever enjoyed. A sad farewell to all this glory is on the backs of the Democrat Party, its leaders, and the morons whose votes put and kept them in power. Shiva will be held. Almost sounds like I wrote that, Mr. Producer, but I did not. Uh, today's date, I believe, my eyes are not functioning as they should, is the 13th of June. In seven days. Nobody knows this, and I'm not even supposed to mention it, but I'll say whatever the hell I want. In seven days, the Democrat Party Hates America, my new book, my new project, will be available on Amazon.com for pre-order. Amazon doesn't even know it yet. This is the longest book I've ever written. It's also the most important book I've ever written, and I've written some doozies. Liberty and Tyranny, the Liberty Amendments, American Marxism, and more. But even my publisher, my editors, they said... You've never written a book like this before. I mean, it is gloves off. You don't hide names. It is brutal. And it's put together like a jigsaw puzzle. The facts, present day events, the history, the ideology. Boom, 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 boom. You're damn right. It's not a recitation of newspaper and website articles and posts you're going to learn a hell of a lot and I decided to write this and to get it out as soon as I could because God willing it'll have some impact on the next election God willing we'll see how many clerks at bookstores turn the book over so you can't read the title or push it in the back If you're a leftist, you shouldn't read the book. Because you are condemned for the poison that you are. I've had enough. Some people have certain skills that I don't have. I wish I had the ability to do more with my hands, to build things, to, to be good around the house and so forth. I don't. My dad always did. 
I have a different strength, I suppose. And so I do what I can. I do what I can. But I'm going to prove even to doubters. I don't have to prove it to you. And I've talked about this in many ways and on many occasions. That the Democrat Party hates America. And it hates it in many ways. It is diabolical. It is anti-constitution. It's anti-individualism. And it is an autocratic party. It is a totalitarian party. And it always has been. It's a racist party. It's a bigoted party. It always has been. It hates capitalism. It hates success. It hates merit. And it always has. Why, you ask? I'll get into it. And I'll get into a lot of it. And uh, I've said more than I'm supposed to, quote-unquote. But next Tuesday, I will get into it a little bit more detail. I can't reveal the whole thing, obviously. But this book is well over 90,000 words. I don't know if Ameritopia or American Marxism is the longest book I've ever written prior to this time. But this is by far the longest book I've ever written. doesn't mean you have to read it all in one sit-down. But it's very, very, very important in my view. We will have the first Republican debate in August. We will have Labor Day. And this book will be released on September 19th. I would just suggest to any of my friends, any conservatives out there, you have books that you're planning to release on the same day or a week or two within that day, you might want to move it because I'm not moving mine. And I'm going to be focused like a laser, and I hope you will too. Yes, it'll be an audio version. We'll do everything we can to get this into many hands as possible. Young, middle-aged, old, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. But this party not only needs to be defeated, the Democrat Party, it needs to be destroyed. And if it's not destroyed, it will destroy us. Because it's at least halfway there. Mitch McConnell at a press conference today. Cut to go. Given that the former president is facing a federal indictment and these serious allegations, could you still support him if he becomes the nominee, even if he's convicted? Well, look, the, the Republican campaign for the nomination has already been going on for six months. It's going to be going on for a year longer. And I'm just simply not going to comment on the candidates. We've got a bunch of them, and I'm just simply going to stay out of it. Oh, great. Good God, we need a new leader in the Senate, don't we, America? We're going to save the country? Uh, stay out of it. I'm going to stay out of it. You know damn well he'd rather have Biden win than Trump. You know damn well that that's the case. And so so do so many of these, these clowns dressed up as Republicans. 
who've benefited from the Republican Party, who've become millionaires off the Republican Party, who have built their careers off the Republican Party. They have no loyalty. Look at Bill Barr going on TV, pretending there's no defense, there's no arguments to what's taking place for the president. Pretending that the prosecutor in this case just has a slam dunk case. In fact, Bill Barr, I went back and read it. He's already declared the president guilty of crimes. And by the way, so is Chris Christie. Chris Christie used to be a prosecutor. He must have been lousy as hell. How many times have we asked him on this program, Mr. Producer? Six? At least six times. They've either ignored or they've said no, and yesterday they said no again. In fact, yesterday they said our schedule cannot accommodate it in so many words. We'll let you know when it can, meaning please don't ask us anymore. You're humiliating us. But Chris Christie demands a Donald Trump debate. Okay. If you're such a coward, you can't even come on this show, but instead you'll go on CNN or ABC's This Week. Well, then you don't deserve to be the Republican nominee. You're just, as I call, a kamikaze candidate. You're the Hindenburg. You'll blow up and you'll make a mess. And who can forget this human sperm whale on the beaches of New Jersey? And everybody else was ordered off the beach. Everybody else was ordered in their homes. Everybody else was ordered masked up. But there was the Chris Christie family. And there was Chris on the beach. Couldn't miss him. Helicopter found him. (laughs) There he was. He and and the family, the only ones on the beach. Uh, You couldn't mask up Chris. The nonstop. Never mind. So... He wants to be president, you see. No, he doesn't. He knows he doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell, but he doesn't have a job either. He doesn't have a job. What's he do? What did this guy do? Can somebody tell me? He gave speeches. Oh, he gave speeches all throughout the great state of New Jersey, I'm sure. 25 grand there, 30 grand there, 15 grand there, cobbled it together. Yes, that's right. I see the Koch Foundation, again, Charles Koch, who has, in my view, sold out our country with his positions. He's joined with Soros in this thing called the Quincy Institute, an America-hating organization. You see, the radical libertarians and the radical Marxists have a lot in common. These two are multi-billionaires. And so they're running ads against Trump, saying Trump can't win. But in 2016... Charles Koch said the same thing. Trump can't win, and he went after him. And he tried to destroy him. So Charles Koch would rather see Joe Biden in the Oval Office than any Republican, because he's not a Republican. And since his brother passed away, his brother was much more of a Republican, Charles Koch has shown his true colors. Red. I'll be right back. (laughs) 
Mutt Lupin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. As you know, I keep digging, digging, digging. You know, it's interesting. In 2015, Sky Jack Smith was an assistant United States attorney in the Middle District of Tennessee. Why does that matter? Well, let's continue. And that's in Nashville, by the way. Wonderful city. He became acting U.S. attorney, writing this down for myself, in March 2017. Upon the resignation of the then Democrat U.S. Attorney. Then, he resigned. He resigned, Mr. Producer, on September 2015, excuse me, 2017, after somebody else was nominated to U.S. Attorney. Now, who was president in 2017? Who was president in 2017, Mr. Producer? Donald Trump's first year, right? So Donald Trump cleans out these U.S. attorney hellholes and and he appoints somebody other than Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith then resigns. Think there's any animus there, Mr. Producer? Now notice the media didn't point this out. I just decided to look more deeply into Mr. Smith's background. Because Mr. Smith didn't go to Washington. Mr. Smith went to The Hague later. (coughs) Kosovo specialist in The Hague. So is there any animus, ladies and gentlemen? There he was. He was the acting U.S. attorney. He expected Donald Trump to appoint him as the U.S. attorney. Donald Trump did not. He appointed somebody by the name of David Rivera. No, excuse me. Somebody in the name of Donald Cochran. Donald Cochran. Interesting, isn't it, Mr. Producer? This is the sort of stuff that real so-called news organizations should dig into, but they don't. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. 
Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. Now, New York Post, 2016, November. Clinton directed her maid to print out classified materials. The Secretary of State Hillary Clinton routinely asked her maid to print out sensitive government emails and documents, including ones containing classified information from her house in Washington, D.C. Emails and FBI memos show. The housekeeper lacked the security clearance to handle such material. In fact, Marina Santos was called on so frequently to receive emails that she may hold the secrets to email gate if only the FBI and Congress would subpoena her and then and the equipment she used. Clinton's entrusted far more than the care of her D.C. residence known as White Haven. Did you know her residence was called White Haven, Mr. Producer? White Haven. Shouldn't it be called Diversity Haven? She expected the Filipino immigrant to handle state secrets, further opening the Democratic presidential nominee to criticism. That she played fast and loose with national security. Clinton would first receive highly sensitive emails from top aides at the State Department and then request they, in turn, forward the messages and any attached documents to Santos to print out for her at the home. I wonder if Dan Abrams knows this over at Mediocreite, since he had a full-throated defense of Hillary Clinton the other day. Because Dan's an idiot, that's why. Among other things, Clinton requested that Santos print it. By the way, mediocre, why don't you print that clip? Why don't you run with that one? Dan Abrams is an idiot. Huge gaps in his analyst review of Hillary Clinton. Among other things, Clinton requested that Santos print out drafts of her speeches, confidential memos, and call sheets background information and talking points prepared for the Secretary of State in advance of a phone call with a foreign head of state. Oh. Marina was asked for me in the AM Clinton email top aide Huma Abedin. There's another one regarding redacted 2011 message marked sensitive but unclassified. Classified 2012 email dealing with the new president of Malawi. Another Clinton aide, Monica Hanley, advised Clinton we can ask Marina to print this. It goes on and on and on, chapter and verse. Wow. There she is, Hillary Clinton, waddling throughout the world. And I've said many years ago, I could understand why Bill Clinton wanted nothing to do with her. Just my opinion. And then look at this from Paul Sperry. 
real clear politics or investigations. When then FBI Director James Comey announced he was closing the Hillary Clinton email investigation for a second time, just days before the 2016 election, he certified to Congress. His agency had reviewed all the communications, quote-unquote, discovered on a personal laptop used by Clinton's closest aide, Uma Abedin, and her husband, Anthony Weiner. Remember Weiner? He had a picture of his Weiner that got him in trouble. Does he still have a show on WABC, Mr. Producer? At the time, many wondered how investigators managed over the course of one week to read the, quote, hundreds of thousands of emails residing on the machine, which had been a focus of a of, se- of sex crimes investigation of Weiner, a former congressman. Thanks to the wizardry of our technology, the FBI was able to eliminate, Comey said, the vast majority of messages as duplicates of emails they'd previously seen. But virtually none of his account was true, a growing body of evidence reveals. Boy, Comey was a serial liar, wasn't he? In fact, a technical glitch prevented FBI technicians from accurately comparing the new emails with the old ones. Only 3,077 of the 694,000 emails were directly reviewed for classification or incriminating information. Three FBI officials completed that work in a single 12-hour spurt the day before Comey again declared Clinton free of criminal charges. Again, I would call on Mediocreite and uh, Dan Abrams, as well as his toupee, to reconsider what they said the other day, what he said the other day, which was loaded with crap. We get this a lot. Just because somebody's a lawyer doesn't mean they understand the Espionage Act. Just because somebody's a lawyer doesn't mean they understand the Federal Records Act. Just because somebody's a lawyer doesn't mean they understand the Presidential Records Act. Just because somebody was Attorney General of the United States doesn't mean he has enough brain cells to rub together. And I can go on and on down the list. But not yet. Alina Haba outside the Miami courthouse today while President Trump was inside. And she's, of course, one of his lawyers. Cut one, Mr. Producer, go. Joe Biden himself retained possession of classified documents that have not been prosecuted. And none of them came into possession of those documents while they were president. None of them were president who as the head and sole member of the executive branch has the power to summarily declassify documents. The decision to pursue charges against President Trump while turning a blind eye to others is emblematic of the corruption that we have here. We are at a turning point in our nation's history. The targeting prosecution of a leading political opponent is the type of thing you see in dictatorships like Cuba and Venezuela. It is commonplace there for rival candidates to be prosecuted persecuted and put into jail. What is being done to the President Trump should terrify all citizens of this country. These are not the ideals that our democracy is founded upon. This is not our America. Well said. I have a question. She raises a good point on declassification. 
Glad I was the first to raise it, as a matter of fact. President can declassify and classify at will. But some say he's got to follow the regulations. Okay. That makes no sense whatsoever. The reason a president can classify or declassify a will is because he is the executive branch, not because of any regulation or statute. And it would be a separation of powers issue, too, as a matter of fact. They tried to control that. Well, there's no evidence that he did, they say. And this is the issue. This is what's interesting. When and how, then, must a president declassify documents? He is the executive branch. He is the executive branch. Um, so they're going to put this question to the test, which they shouldn't have, quite frankly. This is how irresponsible all these fools are, both in this administration and the commentators outside the administration. Not required to follow regulations. So bureaucrats put together these regulations. They decide to put them in into the Federal Register. They're signed off by another bureaucrat. And the President of the United States is bound by it? No, he's not. By the way, this commercial that puts on Mick Mulvaney and Ty Cobb and Bill Barr... When you see these commercials by defending democracy together and you don't know who they are, radical leftists, no doubt, but the people that they're using in their comments, these are the evil people of how brought along and brought about this prosecution. I really believe that. Now, Nikki Haley, she's reversed course. She's joined the mob. I don't know what she's running for, to be perfectly honest. She's not going to be the nominee. Uh, I don't believe she'll be anybody's running mate because in many ways she's toxic. I don't see Ron DeSantis choosing her. I don't see certainly Donald Trump choosing her. Who would choose her? Maybe Chris Christie? Maybe so. Here she is on Fox yesterday. Cut three, go. If this indictment is true, if what it says is actually the case, President Trump was incredibly reckless with our national security. More than that, I'm a military spouse. My husband's about to deploy this weekend. This puts all of our military men and women in danger. No, it doesn't. You- why, why are you saying that? Did you read the classified material? You have no idea. You've read a charging document that gives one side of a story basically gives one argument. So why are you saying these things? And your husband, I assume he's in the military while members of my family have been in the military and so forth, and that's to protect the Constitution. Do you think this follows the Constitution, Nikki? The way this is being handled? Now you're going to start seeing some of the more opportunistic candidates talk this way. Because they want the Biden Justice Department to do for them what they cannot do for themselves, to take Trump out. That's a simple fact. You can run against them, run on the merits, run on substance, run on the issues and so forth. But they desperately want the Department of Justice to take them out. So they're rooting for 
for the conviction of Donald Trump. That's what they're rooting for. And so they're kind of hanging around just in case. The whole country will turn to Nikki. Then there's Chris Christie on the CNN town hall meeting with Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper has an 8 p.m. show against mine on Sunday, and we slaughter him. I've asked Chris Christie to come on the show over half a dozen times. He personally won't respond. But his spokes idiot, what's his spokes idiot's name? Carl or something, Mr. Producer? Carl with a K. Carl. Hello, Carl. Um, Carl tells us he's, he can't. You know, his schedule is so busy because he's in such great demand. Mr. Producer, did you offer them a few free donuts or something? Next time, think that through, please. Think that through. In fact, we'll get him a baker's dozen. Not to share. He can have them all for himself. I don't care. And look, I'm not the skinniest guy in the world. As you know, that's why I started FU or Fatties United. And we're going to give a lifetime membership to Fatties United to Chris Christie. I can see the certificate now. Chris Christie, a lifetime FU. Do you like that, Mr. Producer? I think it's great. That's Chris Christie. Go ahead, cut four. When did we get to the point where we're always blaming our adversaries for the weakness of our candidates? Oh, it's the Democrats' fault. It's DOJ's fault. Uh, who's it's- doing that? Who's th- now, what's he doing with the lisp, too? We're always blaming our, you know, everybody else's faults. So this is a guy that's blaming Trump for everything. This is a guy who's blaming Trump for everything. I really got this point where we always blame our... See, he, unfortunately, Nikki and others, they have no clue what's going on in this country. That this is a battle between the forces of good and evil. That this is a battle between the forces of capitalism and Marxism. That this is a culture war that's taking place. That we're hanging by a thread. They have no understanding or comprehension of it. That's why they have never fought it. Neither of them fought the culture war as governor. Neither of them. Trump fought it as president. DeSantis fought it as governor. But neither of them has ever fought the war. One had a Republican state, Haley. The other had a Democrat state. Didn't matter. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com 
Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. J.D. Vance outside the Capitol building today. I want to congratulate J.D. Vance, and I want to thank him for this. Cut seven, go. I've heard from a lot of people that they're so frustrated, as I am, with the fact that Merrick Garland has used the Department of Justice for politics instead of law. And I think it's time we stop just whining about this problem and debating this problem and actually do something about it. So I've announced today that I will be holding all Department of Justice nominees that Merrick Garland will use if confirmed not to enforce the law impartially, which is his duty, but clearly to harass his political opponents. I think that we have to grind this department to a halt until Merrick Garland promises to do his job and stop going after his political opponents. Donald Trump is just one and in the, in the most recent example of the fact that Merrick Garland uses his department for political purposes. We have Catholic fathers harassed for their pro-life activism. We, of course, have violent criminals walking the streets after the 2020 uh, summer of riots. And if you're letting the violent criminals go free and you're harassing Christian parents for their political activism, you're not engaged in justice, you're engaged in politics. Let's be honest about that fact and let's make this department work a little bit more slowly until Merrick Garland changes course and actually does his job the right way. Amen. Now, he won't change course, so I'm hoping J.D. Vance's fellow Republicans will help support his position because I'm sure mumble mouth Mitch McConnell will try and put put the arm on, uh, on J.D. Vance when nobody's looking because that's what mob bosses do. I'll be right back. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Mark Levin, America's tyranny hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Today is Donald Trump's birthday. We want to wish him a happy birthday, and I'm sure it's a pure coincidence uh, that his arraignment was today. These bastards are the worst. The worst. Now, the media are the worst. I have some clips of Paul Ryan on CBS this morning. I'm not even going to play them. You want to compare Paul Ryan to Kevin McCarthy, folks? Seriously. Truly incredible. 
But here's the Democrats, how they circle the rag. And they don't, they don't have any Chris Christie's or Nikki Haley's or anything. Here's Jim Himes of Connecticut, radical left-wing Democrat, about Hillary Clinton violating the Espionage Act and obstruction of justice. Cut nine, go. You know, there's this idea that, you know, we won't be destroyed by foreign enemies that will will hurt ourselves. You know, right now, my Republican colleagues are doing all they can to damage the American belief, the American confidence in their judicial system, in the FBI, in the Department of Justice. It's exactly what we saw prior to January 6th, when they did all that they could to damage the Americans' belief in the electoral system. You know, they're so saying you see, that, folks, it's our fault. It's our fault. Tar fall, what's going on? Don't don't speak out. Don't rally to the law. Don't rally to your country. Just accept what's being done. It's the FBI and Department of Justice. Why would you question them? Why would you question this prosecutor, folks? Why would you question Al, Alvin Bragg? Or the meathead in Atlanta? Why would you question any of them? Jim Heim says it's your fault. January 6th is your fault. Most of us didn't even know January 6th was taking place, but it's your fault. Not the Democrats' fault. Antifa is not their fault. Black Lives Matter is not their fault. Massive crime in the streets and a death rate through the roof. That's not their fault. No. Criminals, drug cartels, fentanyl coming across the border. That's your fault. That's not their fault. Unbelievable. Now listen to Rachel Madcow. She's as dumb as they come. She was all wrong about Russia collusion. But they love her at Comcast MSNBC. Why? Because apparently there's a big viewership among freaks, frauds, and phonies, and she attracts them all. Cut 10, go. The aftermath of their successful version of January 6th, when the center-left government was blocked from taking power, they put in this pro-fascist body and said there was another really interesting... What are you talking about, you idiot? Pro-fascist body. What are you talking about, you clown? And she's among, they say, the most intelligent of the bunch. Michael Beschlosh. He's gone from historian to hysteric. Other moron. He's got that sort of uh, newsome hair thing going, Mr. Producer. Where they put, you know, cooking grease in their hair. Cut 11, go. Larger picture, and I'll say this very briefly. First president in history, federally indicted and charged today. Never seen it before. And also to be accused of violating the Espionage Act. Can you imagine Dwight Eisenhower as an ex-president, you know, lying and taking documents back? I can't imagine Dwight Eisenhower lying. Do we know if he took documents? We know Lyndon Johnson did, Mr. Historian. You don't mention that. We know that Lyndon Johnson took documents and had his staffer hide them till well after he died. Are you aware of that, Mr. Historian? How come you don't comment on that? Or the other crimes committed by Democrats, like FDR using the IRS against Andrew Mellon. FDR using the IRS against the owner of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Is that a crime? I think it is a crime. Or Robert Kennedy Sr. 
and John Kennedy ordering Martin Luther King's phone tapped. I think that's a crime. Don't you think that's a crime? I think it is. Or releasing the tax information of John Paul Getty to the Washington Post. I think that's a crime, don't you, ladies and gentlemen? I really do. LBJ tapping the phones of Richard Nixon. Barry Goldwater, even his own vice president, Hubert Humphrey, to see what he was saying about the Vietnam War. That's a crime. I know it's a crime. I think it's a crime. How about the Smith investigation leaking investigative information to the compost and the slimes? Those are felonies. I believe those are crimes. We have no idea what other presidents took classified information because nobody was ever going to be prosecuted under the Espionage Act, you idiot. Go ahead. About them, holding them back, uh, and at least raising the question did he show them to foreign governments or something? No, he's not even charged with showing them to foreign governments. And yet you bring this up, Mr. Historian. Don't buy any more of this schmuck's books. He's no historian. He's a joke. Go ahead. Did he give them the foreign governments he wants to know? Or did he sell them? What is he talking about, this this fool? Because he's on with Scarborough, you see. He knows what he has to say to be reinvited. Go ahead. Even thinking of such a... Yes, we could. And I just mentioned some. And, of course, Hillary Clinton. She wanted to be president in 2016. Joe Scarborough, no, it's an extraordinary moment. Go ahead. Went, uh, a low moment for this country that Donald Trump... He doesn't uh, deny he took them, to. by the way. He doesn't deny this. It's not a crime for him to take them, you moron. He's not even charged with taking them. Can these people read? Reading is fundamental. He's charged with retaining them, not taking them. You idiot. <sighs> Senator Grassley at a hearing today. Cut 12. Go. Mr. Abate, uh, I'd like to have you describe. Oh, I was talking to the, the deputy FBI director. I'm sorry. I didn't set it up properly. Let's start over. Cut 12. Go. Mr. Abate, uh, I'd like to have you describe for me the process and procedure that the FBI should normally follow when receiving criminal allegations from a trusted FBI source that an office holder engaged in bribery. For example, if the allegations include reference to evidence that would prove or disprove the bribery scheme, would standard procedure, uh, operating procedure require the FBI FBI to seek out that evidence? Uh, Senator, in in any instance where we receive information, an allegation uh, or a complaint, you know, we apply the standards on the attorney general guidelines and our uh, our diog uh, and determine whether the information received, the allegation, the complete or the complaint uh, meets the threshold for the opening of an investigation. We consult appropriately uh, with our field office, with our program management elements at headquarters, with our office of general counsel. And then we take it from there based on the information, whether it meets the standard. So that's the investigation process that should have been followed with respect to the 1023. Apparently, that process wasn't followed. For the sake of restoring credibility, the FBI must explain itself sooner rather than later. They don't have any interest in restoring credibility. 
They are the federal arm of the Democrat Party. They're the federal law enforcement arm of the Democrat Party. So is the Department of Justice. Josh Hawley at the same hearing. Cut 13. Go. Who was fired for the lies to the FISA court for the Carter Page warrant? Who, who, who was fired for that? Anybody? Has anybody been held accountable for your institution deliberately lying to a FISA court to get a wiretap on an ongoing presidential campaign? There is an ongoing disciplinary process with respect to individuals involved in that. Here's the deal. You're back in front of us asking for the reauthorization of extraordinary authorities. Multiple courts have uncovered extraordinary abuses perpetrated by your agency. You are at the same time concealing information about serious allegations made against the president of the United States, even as your institution also targets his chief political opponent in an unprecedented way. Why would we ever give you the blank check that you want to continue surveilling American citizens in an improper manner? Why would we ever do that? Senator, we're here to talk about reforms today. I did get confirmation that the query... No, we're not. We're here to talk about the reauthorization of Section 702. Why would we reauthorize it, given your track record of abuse and illegal and proper surveillance and political targeting? Why would we do that? Why would it be appropriate for this body to do that? Man, he's good. He's good. And now we have more. Cut 14, go. You just started to answer Senator Blackburn's question that not releasing the 1023 or talking about it as a matter of life and death, question of life and death, you said. Explain. It is potentially a question of life and death for whom? with regard to the source of the information. So, okay, so now we've confirmed that the document exists. That's progress because the FBI director initially denied that it exists. Why did he do that? We, we have already and previously acknowledged the existence of the documents. Yeah, after you first denied it. Now, when a member of this committee read it, right, the FBI director, let's just get the record straight. The FBI director initially said it doesn't exist. Then Senator Grassley said, I've read it. Then he said, oh, okay, well, gotcha. I guess it does exist. Now you're going back and forth with members of this committee, what's in it. Why do you just release it? Is it classified? The document is not classified. Okay. Will you commit to releasing it? Senator, we'll take that back, and we will work with you in this committee. Uh, How about just a yes or no? Will you commit to releasing this unclassified document that alleges that the President of the United States, the President of the United States, has taken $5 million or more in bribes from a foreign nation. The document has already been released pursuant to a subpoena to the House Oversight Committee. Has it been it released will, to this committee? We work with this committee within the parameters that are established to meet Will you the release the document to the public? It's unclassified. Don't you think the American people have a right to see it? Uh, Senator, the document, as you know, contains sensitive information that has bearing on the life of the source of the information, potentially. You can redact the source's name. We do this all the time. In some instances, Senator, and I know you know this, that is not sufficient to protect people. And that's what we strive and work to do each and every day. And I hope you would take that seriously, too. Oh, I take it very seriously. But I also take seriously the fact that your institution has repeatedly abused its authority. Boy, this guy is, is a slime ball, isn't he, Mr. Producer, this deputy director? We would hope you take that seriously, too. I'm speaking in a mechanical way. 
This is what I was taught to do, just like this. Do I owe you anything, Mr. Producer? We'll be right back. Mark in. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. There's a lot more we need to get to, and we will. Next hour, we also have Senator Rick Scott of Florida. Among other things, Representative Annie Ogles, that's Andy Ogles, um, is pushing for articles of impeachment against Joe Biden, and I'm 100% for it. I'm 100% for it. And others people say, well, what about the timing? They're like, you know, the Democrats never think this way. They concoct articles of impeachment. The articles of impeachment here will be as long as the uh, Webster's Dictionary without all the woke terms. I mean, from his refusal to faithfully execute the immigration laws, just refusal to follow separation of powers, I'm just doing this off the top of my head, by trying to cancel up to a trillion dollars in student loans on his own. And the list goes on and on and on, including the, the use of the FBI and the Department of Justice to go after his potential rival he could put an end to that today if he wanted to but he won't <laughs> excuse me they uh, they know exactly what they're doing and it's also a way you have a hearing you put together the articles of impeachment you hold a hearing you gather evidence you have witnesses and then you have a vote so that's better than what Chris Christie did to uh, Trump on CNN, where he's trying to act like a tough guy. Tough guy. Guy's as tall as he is wide. Some tough guy. By the way, how do New Jerseyans feel about a guy who's rooting for the Dallas Cowboys, Mr. Producer? that unbelievable? Roots for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, if you're from Dallas and Texas or someplace that doesn't have a football team, or if you're from that region, I got it. But there's a lot of football teams... In and around New Jersey. I can count three of them. If you count the Eagles, that's four of them. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting.
from, from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here, our number, 877 877- 381-3811-877-3811. You know, you take a step back, really. You take a step back and look at real history. And you look at what Woodrow Wilson did to his opponents. He locked them up by the thousands. Using the Espionage Act and the Sedition Acts, by the way. Look what FDR did. He rounded up 150,000 Japanese Americans and Americans of Japanese descent, rounded them up, took their homes and their businesses, and sent them to one of 10 internment camps. Nine of which were in the Midwest, one of which was in Texas. You look at what FDR did to his political opponents. Unleash the IRS in violation of federal law. Against Huey Long, against Andrew Mellon, against the owner of the Philadelphia Inquirer. All got away with it. You look at what John Kennedy did with the IRS, did with the FBI, his brother the other activities in the Oval Office, unbelievable. And even worse than Kennedy was Johnson. Johnson became extraordinarily wealthy. Somehow he succeeded in getting the single television license in the capital of Texas. Single major radio license in the capital of Texas. He was a racist and bigot right up to the time he decided he wanted to run for president and then tried to tried to flip just like Biden. Racist and a bigot. You know, I want you to believe he's uh he's greater than Martin Luther King. LBJ used the FBI and the IRS as his personal agencies and departments. He was never charged, he was never investigated, nothing. He made Richard Nixon looked like a piper, but Nixon didn't control the FBI. He didn't control the Department of Justice. Certainly didn't control the media. So they destroyed him. Now look what they've done to Donald Trump. Just look at it. Two preposterous impeachments. An outrageous criminal investigation based on a Hillary Clinton Democrat Party paid for a document that they planted with the FBI that the FBI knew, the Dorn Report tells us, was a fake. And they used it nonetheless. Two fake impeachments. A fake criminal investigation that sucked the the air, so much of the air that could have been in his administration. They brought lawsuits against him under the various provisions of the Constitution, which take time and money to defend the Emoluments Clause, for crying out loud. 
Various women bringing lawsuits against him. Violating non-disclosure agreements. You have two Democrat radical lawyers who ran for office, prosecutorial offices, saying that they would, they would convict Trump. The Attorney General of New York, who has an over 30 count charge against him, civil charge, on non-disclosure agreements and his businesses. The DA of Manhattan, everybody knows he brought a preposterous charge. And you have another Democrat DA in Atlanta trying to criminalize an election process. And these are people who won't prosecute criminals, by the way. Then you have this outrageous disaster in Washington, D.C. and now Miami. And we sit here and we split hairs. Ah, oh, but the, if you listen to these lawyers, I, now I know why people hate lawyers. I really do. Not me and my wife, but I, you know what I mean. You hate lawyers. There's a good reason for it. You watch them on TV, you listen to them. They don't even make any sense. They make excuses. They lie or at least deceive you about the law. Bill Barr hates Donald Trump. National Review and all the people who wrote up National Review, McCarthy among them, despises Donald Trump. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. If they're going to pass judgment on other people and their partisanship and their mindset and so forth, well, the same can be done to them. But what about you, Mark? I started out a Ted Cruz supporter in the primary in 2016. I was asked to contribute an essay among the 25 to National Review. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. These essays from people of various backgrounds trashing Trump. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And my family was split. My father, my daughter were all in for Trump. From the get-go. From the get-go. President Trump and I have even laughed about this. But I know abuse of power when I see it. And I see it now. And I'm not going to ignore it. I'm not going to ignore an FBI that goes after private citizens. That goes after parents. It's the same FBI, America. I'm not going to defend an FBI that goes after Catholics. I'm not going to defend an FBI that goes after pro-lifers. I'm not going to defend an FBI that won't actually enforce the law. When it comes to real law-breaking. I'm not going to get defend an FBI that's rounding up thousands of protesters. The vast majority of whom never even entered the Capitol building, and many of whom did enter it, were waved in by police officers. I'm not going to defend them. And I'm not going to defend this. Although what's interesting is the FBI agent in charge, who has since retired in Washington, he raised serious questions about this search warrant and sending in an FBI SWAT team to Mar-a-Lago. Serious questions. And it was overruled. 
The Svengali behind the special counsel is the attorney general, and the Svengali behind the attorney general is the deputy attorney general. There was misconduct here, starting with the search warrant. It was a general warrant. It's what it was. Now, if you have former federal prosecutors who are telling you it wasn't, then you ought to look at the cases they brought and the techniques that they used. This is way over the head of former federal prosecutors. They only know one speed. They only know one speed. And when you point out obvious misconduct by this prosecutor and the unequal application of the law, pretty much they blow you off. I know why you despise them. I really do. And I don't blame you because I do too. And really, we should be having disgruntled former employees like Bill Barr and others, McCabe, brought on TV where they can wrap their hate around in some kind of a novel legal argument. I would challenge Bill Barr right now to tell us how you shift from a Presidential Records Act, well, it started out as a Presidential Records Act, to the Espionage Act. I'd like him to give us another example of any cabinet official, let alone president, former president, who was ever charged with the Espionage Act or was even given any thought, or even obstruction. The case of Hillary Clinton, they didn't even consider it. How do you explain these things? He really can't. He'll give his opinion, but he really can't point to the law because the law's never been used this way. Ever. It's always been treated as an administrative or civil act. But he wouldn't give the documents back. It's easy enough to get the documents. It's easy enough. Go into court, seek an enforcement, a subpoena enforcement. Judge can hold Trump, his lawyers, in civil contempt. And even threaten their law licenses and so forth and so on. There's so many ways that this could have been done without what they did. I'll be right back. Lovin. Senator Rick Scott, good to have you. So what do you make of this uh this unbelievable you know, the arraignment against this former president who's running for president of the United States. What do you make of this? Well, I went to Miami yesterday, and, you know, down there, there's a lot of people that have, you know, background in dangerous government overreach. So I, um, you know, I, talk, I, you know, I did a press conference with uh, some people I know from Cuba that were basically put in prison. Uh, they used the justice system and put them in prison. I talked to some Venice, I had some Venezuelans there. Same thing happened to them. I had the uh, the wife of a presidential candidate from Nicaragua that he was put in prison by Ortega. So in Miami and in Florida, we see about this government government overreach, and everybody thinks it couldn't happen in America, but it's happening here. I mean, mm-hmm. so think about it. Hillary Clinton can go wipe a server clean can bust up cell phones with classified information on them under, while she's under a subpoena. Oh, don't look at anything there. And Joe Biden, 
the day that he it comes out that he took a five million dollar bribe is the day that they that his Justice Department indicts Trump. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is this is rigged against us. Um, it's it's gonna it's 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 horrible for our country. It's making people not comfortable with our justice system, um, and it's we've this has got to stop. Uh, this needs to stop right now. But it looks like they're only getting started. I mean, if they convict him of one or two charges and a judge throws the book at him, he serves the rest of his life in prison over what? Really over what, Senator? I mean, Lyndon Johnson took papers. I mean, took papers. Hillary Clinton, you point out, uh, multiple cases of of obstruction. Donald Trump didn't destroy any documents. He didn't alter a single document. They got all their documents. They just didn't get him as fast as they wanted him and in the way that they wanted him. Everything here is yeah, why unprecedented. Didn't they, why didn't they yeah, break into Biden's house? Yeah, why mm-hmm. didn't they break into Biden's house? Why? I mean, these are strewn all over his garage at their, in what, the University of Pennsylvania and his unbelievable number of boxes. And they, they want to go after, after Trump. I think Mayor Garland tomorrow should either resign or should go on TV and should explain exactly the difference. Because if there's some difference between what Hillary Clinton did and what Joe Biden's been doing... And when Donald Trump did, I don't know what it is, except that we know that there was a subpoena uh, under Hillary Clinton and she violated it and nothing happened. So and, and by the way, think about this. The, the Russiagate, complete lie. All right. They had two impeachments against this guy. And so this guy, all they they were doing, everything they can to shut this guy's mouth. The number one political opponent against a sitting president. And they're trying to put him in prison to shut his mouth. So this is, I'm going to do everything I can <clears throat> to make sure we explain exactly what's happening here. This is just a political vendetta. And this is the same Justice Department that goes after parents. If you show up to school board meetings, goes after Catholics, goes after pro-life groups. And, you know, is anybody calling them out for their political bias? Not enough. So mm. this is this you this can't you know, just think about it, Mark. We love our country. You know, this is not sustainable. You know that that this because think about it, what what when Republicans are in charge, what will the voters demand? They would say, well, you better if I elect you, you better be doing the exact same thing against those Democrats. So how is that good for our country? But that's exactly what's going to happen. And, you know, Senator, we <laughs> we now have information. I mean, Chuck Grassley's not a knucklehead. Uh, Comer's not a knucklehead. Now we know why they were covering up this document, this bribery document. Uh, and then they redact out of They have the gall, the FBI directed to redact the teeth of the stuff, which is that there are 17 recordings that this guy made. Uh, we don't know if he's safe. We don't know if the recordings are safe, but the FBI knows about this and still no special counsel. What do you make of that? Well, first off, we're getting more information, but my understanding of what I was told today that document they're talking about is unclassified. Yes. So it was unclassified, and they're trying to hold it away from U.S. senators to be able to see it. So, I mean, it's unbelievable. What I don't get is they're they're making they're making justice and FBI look like a part they're partisan hacks for the benefit of Biden. How is that good for anybody? I don't want to put you on the spot, and if you don't want to, just pass on this. You see the House leadership, McCarthy, Scalise, the committee chairman, 
It's all guns blasting, trying to get to the bottom of this, trying to find out what the hell's happening. They've done a fantastic job. I see a handful of you in the Senate doing the same thing. You, Grassley, uh, we have other handful of other great senators. I don't see your leadership saying a damn thing, doing a damn thing, just waiting around to see what happens. I mean, is this what we well, can expect from the Senate? Oh, it. no, it's it's re- ridiculous. I mean, I mean, so Ron Johnson, when I got up here, I've been up here four years. He was he was the chair of the Homeland Security Committee. He's great. So everything that's coming out, everything that's coming out right now is, is stuff that that we had an inkling of. And he couldn't get he couldn't get the Republican leadership all right, in the Senate to support a subpoena of Hunter Biden. Mm-mm-mm. And that's wrong. I mean, if look, I don't know if Hunter Biden did right or wrong, but I'll tell you what, we ought to know what he did. We, when you hear all these things, and you you read, you look at you look at the laptop, you look at all this stuff. Say, we ought to know the truth. This is sitting president of the United States, the prior vice president of the United States, and his son is doing these things. We sure as heck ought to know what's going on here, because if if our government is being sold, access to our government is being sold for dollars, all of us ought to know about it. But here's my concern. This is all now rigged. We've got, we have a partisan judiciary, you know, our you know, Department of Justice, we've got a partisan FBI, mm-hmm. and every, and the truth is, it shouldn't just be Republicans. It should be Democrats, because when, they, here's what's going to happen. Once they go after all these people, right, what if they accuse you of something? Who's going to defend mm-hmm. you? I mean, Nobody. everybody ought to be up in arms about this, not just Republicans. And I'm disappointed that every Republican is not up in arms over this, but every Democrat ought to be, too, because this is going to be bad for them eventually. Well, at least the Republicans. I mean, Wade from McConnell and Thune and uh, what's the guy from uh, John? Uh, what is his name from Texas? I can't remember Cornyn's oh. name. That shows you how important it is. All right, Senator, you're welcome anytime. Thank you, sir, and God bless you. We appreciate it. All right. See you, Mark. Take Take care of yourself. He's a very good senator, which is why McConnell hates him. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Sorry, folks, balancing a lot of things here. Can you send me a new list, Mr. Producer? All right. Andy Ogles on the floor of the house today. He's from the Nashville area, Tennessee. Cut 16, go. Mr. Speaker, 
Joe Biden has failed the American people. He's failed to uphold his oath of office and preserve and defend the Constitution. From illicit family building, uh, business dealings, and millions of dollars in bribes and payments to himself and to his extended family. Joe and his border czar, Kamala Harris, have allowed an invasion at our southern border, jeopardizing the lives of hundreds of thousands and killing hundreds of thousands, thousands with fentanyl. They've directed their border patrol to release illegals into our country unfettered. In fact, the judge even had to intervene and stop Biden's release program. <laughs> Joe Biden has violated Article 2 of the Constitution to take care and respect the laws of this country. So, Mr. Speaker, that is why I'm introducing articles of impeachment against Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Mr. Speaker, I yield back. Members are reminded to refrain from engaging in personalities toward the president. Yeah, well, of course. But she have multiple personalities? Why would that be a plural, Mr. President? Um, good for him. And I'll be the first among people in this profession to support this 100%. I mean, they, they were talking about indicting Trump before he even announced, and Eric Holder's talking about, I mean, impeaching Trump. And Eric Holder's talking about impeaching Trump for a third time. Should we, the people, decide to elect him? He should be impeached again. Does that make sense to any of you? Because the Democrat Party not only hates this country, they are diabolical and they are destroying it. I want to congratulate the Republicans in the House. They are pounding away. They are pounding away. Now, here's Jim Jordan at a hearing today dealing with the CDC's Rochelle Walensky. Excellent. Cut 17, go. Why did you and the Biden administration mislead the American people? Um, you'd have to say more. I'm, Mar- wouldn't claim March 29, 2021. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus. Vaccinated people don't get sick. We got that information from clinical trials, but also real world data. Seems to me there are a number of statements you make in there that aren't accurate. Um, do vaccinated people carry the virus? In March of 2021, um, the vast majority of data demonstrated that the vast majority of people were not getting infected if they were vaccinated. That's not what you said. You didn't say the vast majority of people. You said vaccinated people do not carry the virus. Was that accurate? Uh, It was generally accurate. Generally accurate. Why not just be accurate? Why not just tell the American people the truth? Why (laughs) why don't you say to the American people just what you said to me? We're big boys and girls. We pay your salary. The government is supposed to be of the people, by the people, for the people. Why not just tell us the truth? Uh, I was speaking was six weeks later when you said if you were to get infected during post vaccination, you can't give it to anyone else. Was that accurate? Uh, what was the date of that? May 19, 2021. Um, at the time we had the Wuhan strain and then the alpha strain that was the alpha strain that was circulating. That was generally true. Yeah, generally true again. Why not again? Why not tell the American people this is generally true? Um, I couldn't tell you the exact data on the vaccine effectiveness of symptomatic disease and severe disease at the time. What I can tell you is that we generally saw that if you were to get infected after you had been vaccinated, that you were not carrying the virus by transmitting it to somebody else. You could not transmit it to others. But we know that's not accurate. It was at the time. Now, what really? happened? Yes, in really? May of 2021. It, what, that, was hap- that was true really? for the Alpha variant. 
It's true at the time, but it's not true now. Isn't this supposed to be science? Which means it was false at the time. Cut 18, Representative Comer and Walensky. Go. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg said that during the COVID-19 pandemic, the establishment kind of waffled a bunch of facts and then asked for a bunch of things to be censored that, in retrospect, ended up being more debatable or true. Did the CDC work with Meta, or I like to call it Facebook still, to censor or otherwise alter any post? Here's what I can tell you. The most important thing that has gotten us out of this pandemic, I think, is our vaccine and how well they work and how safe they are. I understand that. And it was really important that the American people understand how well they worked and how safe they are. I understand it. But in terms of the communications, that is, again, something that I'm not going to speak to because it is currently under court. So you're not going to answer the question? Uh, It is currently under court litigation. I hear that so much on everything we do. It's uh, it's currently under investigation. Did the president take a bribe? Dr. Jackson is currently under investigation. He's so right. He's so right, isn't he? And there's so many more questions related to her. Her working with uh, Randy Weingarten of the American Federation of Teachers and how that influenced her decision-making. And uh, her interactions with Fauci, uh, the covering up of the Wuhan lab situation, and now we know even more about that. I haven't even had time to get to it, which includes the fact that we now know that the communist Chinese military uh, were present in that lab and worked in that lab. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? Did you see those articles? It's true. And... You know, we talked about it, made some logical conclusions from it, and were attacked for it. Same with the nursing home stuff. We were attacked for it. All these people who did the attacking in a society like ours ought to be shamed. These people should be shamed for misleading the American people, lying to the American people, but they'll never be shamed. Because nobody's going to, who's going to hold them, hold them to account? Nobody. Reminder, I'll be on Hannity, presumably, at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. At least I'll be ready. President Trump is at his home in New Jersey. He'll be, he, he's just arriving. All this nonsense. And uh, he'll be giving a short, uh, he'll be giving comments shortly. It's supposed to be short comments, but you never know. Uh, and... Uh, if we're still on the air while they start, well, of course, we will we will cut into that so you can hear what he has to say, because I'd like to know myself on this day. Jana Abalamban is in El Camino Community College in Torrance, California. What's happening is you're seeing more and more students, many of whom are Palestinian, but generally Muslim, given their headscarves and their names, who are giving these commencement speeches and are attacking the United States and Israel. Attacking the United States and Israel at the commencement speeches. If you have a conservative speak at one of these, they're lucky to get the hell out of there with their lives. Cut 21, go. I gift my graduation to all Palestinians who have lost their lives and those who continue to lose their lives every day 
due to the oppressive apartheid state of Israel, killing and torturing Palestinians as we speak. Killing and torturing Palestinians as we speak. Palestinians are killing and torturing Palestinians in the Gaza Strip as I speak. Palestinians are killing and torturing Palestinians in the so-called, and I don't believe it, occupied areas as I speak. As I speak. Palestinians are rewarded with your tax dollars when they blow up Israelis or any other people including Americans like Teller Force. That's right. All the tens of billions, if not hundreds of billions, that have flowed in, all the efforts by one prime minister after another to exchange land for peace, it'll never work. The demands that they be able to push Israel into the Mediterranean Sea, and I can go on and on and on. But the hatred for Israel is also the hatred for the United States. These are future generations. Listen to her. No, more, no longer do we have speeches about peace and love and unity and all these other things. No longer. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Mr. Producer, let's go right to the president. Thank you. It's a great honor to have you here. And today we witness the most evil and heinous abuse of power in the history of our country. Very sad thing to watch. A corrupt sitting president had his top political opponent arrested on fake and fabricated charges of which he and numerous other presidents would be guilty. Right in the middle of a presidential election, in which he is losing very badly. This is called election interference and yet another attempt to rig and steal a presidential election. More importantly, it's a political persecution like something straight out of a fascist or communist nation. This day will go down in infamy and Joe Biden will forever be remembered as not only the most corrupt president in the history of our country, but perhaps Even more importantly, the president who, together with a band of his closest thugs, misfits, and Marxists, tried to destroy American democracy. But they will fail, and we will win bigger and better than ever before. Charging a former president of the United States under the Espionage Act of 1917 wasn't meant for this. An act for a crime so heinous that only the death penalty would do and threatening me with 400 years in prison for possessing my own presidential papers, which just about every other president has done, is one of the most outrageous and vicious legal theories ever put forward in an American court of law. The Espionage Act has been used to go after traitors and spies. It has nothing to do with a former president legally keeping his own documents. As president, the law that applies to this case is not the Espionage Act, but very simply the Presidential Records Act, which is not even mentioned in this ridiculous 44-page 
indictment under the Presidential Records Act, which is civil, not criminal. I had every right to have these documents. The crucial legal precedent is laid out in the most important case ever on the subject known as the Clinton Sox case. You know what that means? After leaving the White House, Bill Clinton kept 79 audio tapes in his sock drawer. They included discussions of U.S. military involvement in Haiti, discussions of U.S. foreign policy, both defense and offense, against Cuba, recordings of President Clinton's conversations with all of the many foreign leaders at the time. Think of that. Sensitive facts about trade negotiations taken from presidential briefings, discussions with the Secretary of State about conflict in Bosnia, and much, much more. Very big stuff. Not only was Bill Clinton never even considered for criminal prosecution based on the tapes he took, but when he was sued for them, he won the case. Judge Amy Berman Jackson's decision states under the statutory scheme established by the Presidential Records Act. The decision to segregate personal materials from presidential records is made by the president during the president's term and in the president's sole discretion. You're surprised to hear that, aren't you? Any normal administration, even an opposing one, would consider that to be the end, but not the corrupt Biden administration. The Sox decision, as it's known, also states, quote, the National Archives and Records Administration, or NARA, does not have the authority to designate material as presidential records. I don't have the authority. NARA does not have the tapes in question, and NARA lacks any right, duty, or means to seize control of them. This is law. The president enjoys unconstrained authority to make decisions regarding the disposal of documents. That's unconstrained to make that decision. Neither the archivist nor Congress has the authority to veto the president's decision. The Presidential Records Act does not confer any mandatory or even discretionary authority on the archivist to classify records. Under the statute, this responsibility is left solely to the President of the United States. Think of that. That's the decision. Think of that. Now, just think of that. In other words, whatever documents the President decides to take with him, he has the right to do so. Because the sham indictment put forward by the Biden administration included staged photographs of boxes at Mar-a-Lago, many people have asked me why I had these boxes. Why did you want them? The answer, in addition to having every right under the Presidential Records Act, is that these boxes were containing all types of personal belongings, many, many things, shirts and shoes and everything. As can be seen in the picture where someone, not me, I wonder who it might have been, dumped one of the very neatly arranged boxes all over the floor. They were full of newspapers, press clippings, thousands of pictures, thousands and thousands of White House pictures. The White House photographers, some are with us today. 
they took so many pictures and we saved all of them and they were in those boxes. Clothing, memorabilia, and much, much more. I hadn't had a chance to go through all the boxes. It's a long, tedious job. It takes a long time. I've got to go, folks. I'm sure you'll keep listening and I don't blame you. I should be on Hannity in a half hour if you're interested. And he's right about everything he has said. I'll be see you tomorrow.